Jermaine Haley is 32 years old and better known as J-Rock, Jonah Rock, and most recently as Bronson Reed. Yesterday was the 14-year anniversary of his start in professional wrestling, and on that same day, he became a champion. Triple H said, you don't always see the struggles and the setbacks, but tonight we saw a 14-year journey punctuated by Bronson Reed becoming the new NXT North American champion. Bronson Reed simply said, this means the world to me. I'm Ryan Joy, and I run MinutesToBellTime.com, a pro wrestling website and database tracking pro wrestling from around the world. What did you think of Bronson's big win? What do you think of what his peers think? We'll be talking about Bronson Reed's big win, plus all the news in pro wrestling. John Smith is in the house. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show for May 19, 2021, where you can catch up on all the latest pro wrestling news. And here we are, John, talking about Bronson Reed's big win last night in the cage match. Welcome to the show. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So this is the lead story. Bronson Reed, the new North American champion, he had the option at the end of walking out the door. He pulled it closed so we could hear Wade Barrett say, Tsunami! <laughs> wow, that was actually pretty good. It sounded just like him. <laughs> oh, thank you. I was just thinking about that this morning as I was getting ready for the show. I was like, I can't do a Wade Barrett, so I'll just you know, say it funny. <laughs> yeah, the louder you are, the less of an accent you really need to do. There you go. No, I'm so, really uh, happy that that, Bron- that Bronson Reed fulfilled his dream or whatever. I but I, I've just been saying for a while. I don't see what they see in him, but good for him. I, I, he could stay. I'm not saying he's bad, but I just <laughs> didn't expect him to get like the push that he's gotten ever since uh, he got squashed by Karrion Cross last summer. It's really interesting with a lot of these guys that you see them come in, and we may not recognize what they've got right away. Sometimes we do, right? Like Karrion Cross and Jade Cargill is another, another example where we see somebody and we're like, that person has star written all over them. And I always think well, the professionals are there and they're seeing this person is a star, but they've got a little thing they got to work on here and a thing they got to work on there. Maybe Bronson Reed's in that category because I, I think a lot of people share your opinion there where we're not quite convinced that he's a top guy yet, but sometimes the championship win starts the role. And maybe now we'll start to see what he's really got. He'll get more high-profile matches. Yeah, it's like that old adage, sometimes the title makes the wrestler and sometimes the wrestler makes the title. And this is hopefully going to be where the title makes the wrestler. Absolutely. And and Bronson Reed, we have a guy, Adam, who writes for Minutes to Bell Time. He's from Australia. He's known Bronson Reed. who followed Bronson Reed for years. He worked all the way, all over Australia, obviously. He worked... PWG in the United States, Rev Pro and Progress in the UK, WXW in Germany, NOAA in Japan. The bulk of his work was in Australia, where he was the Melbourne City Wrestling World Champion. So he's got global experience in these 14 years. He's finally made it to NXT, where he's getting a contract that makes money, and he is a champion now. After NXT went off the air, he brought his wife, Paige, into the ring to thank her uh, standing ovation from everybody that was there, you know, the 12 fans that they have in attendance now. And he thanked her for sticking with him all those years. He didn't have any money. It's a really happy story here. Yeah, we all thought that he was going to win. None of us picked Johnny. But then once we found out that his wife was going to be in the stands, I think it, we all thought it was a lock. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Ricochet said, well earned. Damian Priest said, my dude, hell yeah. August Gray says, I've been in the CWC for a few title wins in my short time. This one has to be by far the coolest. Vic Joseph with the eyewitness account after things went off the air said it's surreal in the Capitol Wrestling Center. Everyone's still standing and chanting Bronson Reed 
No one has left. What a moment for the new North American champion. And then if you dig a little deeper, you can see his countrymen are piling on. Rhea Ripley posted the Australian flag and the heart. And then Peyton Royce said, yes, so happy for you, Bronson Reed. So well-deserved. Good things happen to good people. Billy Kay says, congratulations, friend. You deserve it. And from Melbourne City Wrestling, we congratulate former MCW champion, MCW alumni, Bronson Reed, on becoming WWE NXT North American champion. So an outpouring of support and congratulatory things. It's always nice to see somebody earn their first championship. Absolutely. All right. Other stuff that happened on NXT. Tony Storm defeated Zoe Stark with an interesting new face plant spinning finisher thing that nobody seems to know what to call. I was like maybe 20 minutes behind on it, and I texted in the group text. I was like, what was that that was devastating? I don't know what to call it. It was like a spiking DDT, but she was holding her backwards or something. I don't even know. Yeah, it was really interesting. And in fact, the announcers didn't know what to call it either. I guess Tony will surely come up with the name next week. So Yeah, she's moving on from the Storm Zero. This looks way better than the Storm Zero. Storm Zero was a nice setup move. She could beat some mid-carters with that, but then she's got to pull out this thing to beat the, the heavyweights, you know? So it's funny. We go from Bronson Reed, Tony Storm, Indy Hartwell, also on the show, another Australian. She She learned that Dexter Loomis might still love her. So Beth Phoenix shouts, index is still a thing. So I guess Dexter Loomis, I don't know if you caught it. Dexter Loomis was the one giving her a head massage with when she had the cucumbers over her eyes. Right. And then when she was talking crap about him, he got all sad and walked away. Exactly. Exactly. So Indy might have some work to do to convince Dexter that she's still there. But in any case, the Australians all over the show last night, Ted DiBiase, he made a live appearance on the show just to distract Cameron Grimes, though. That was you know, this is only, only thing there. He came out during Cameron Grimes' match, allowed Jake Atlas to get a roll-up win, a la Monday Night Raw. And uh, so Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase, the feud must continue next week. We have a million-dollar face-off. I don't know what that is. Yeah, this just keeps getting better. There was a, a WWE exclusive afterwards that I saw on Twitter where he was – running around the parking lot, screaming, where's Ted DiBiase? And everybody was mocking him. And then he ended up punching, I think it was August Gray at the <laughs> end of it. So, you know, we might end up seeing the two of them in a couple weeks because of that. Yeah, yeah I, it's, it's interesting. I'm looking forward to this Ted DiBiase thing. It just, like you said, it keeps getting better. It's it's resurrected Ted DiBiase's like relevancy and possibly his career. I'm sure he wasn't doing bad before this, but... You know, I'm sure the guy enjoys the extra money in his pocket now that he's making appearances. He's the million-dollar man, John. Now, <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Other stuff they have on the show. Legato Del Fantasma defeated Tomasa Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher with a little help from GYV. That gets Legato a title match in two weeks. So we'll get Legato versus MSK. Do you think this is a title change coming? MSK got the titles recently, but Legato's been on fire. They don't have a single title at the moment. Yeah, NXT is usually good to give us one of these oddball title changes like Brizongo last year, but I don't think it's going to happen for Legato at this point. Not yet, at least. MSK, it, it seems like they're trying to establish them, like having the titles make the team kind of thing. And it, I think it would be a little too soon to take it off them if that's the case. Yeah, I agree. Feels a little feels a little soon. But the other thing that I'd like to point out is that NXT, again, I think I said this last week, 
they're two weeks ahead. They've got a title match next week. They got a title match the week after that. It seems like we're getting at least one title match on every show. And Regal put it out there that he's bringing in new cruiserweights. He's looking at the women's division, trying to figure out who the next challenger for Raquel is. Uh, it's pretty deep roster on NXT. I'm kind of wondering who's going to be Raquel's next challenger after Mercedes because they're not really developing anything towards that yet. Yeah, we have Frankie Monet. Her big debut is coming up next week. Uh, certainly probably too early to throw her in the ring with Raquel. Saray has had a few wins. She got a win last night over Aaliyah. Two minutes. Not really seen a ton out of Saray yet. I think we need to see that big match. She has to face Dakota Kai or Candice LeRae or something before we can see what she really has because these two-minute matches against Aaliyah and local talent don't really show us what she can do. Yeah, we definitely need to see her against a, a bigger name. And I would like to see her be the next challenger just to get that first loss out of the way. That way it doesn't feel like an Asuka clone. Right. Yeah, and she has this legacy of living up to Asuka, Kyrie, Io. She's the new yeah. talent from Japan that they're bringing in. So she's got, it's actually, she's carrying all that weight on her shoulders. Maybe to get that first loss out of the way and then you can build from there. And then we saw the first action from Hit Row. A Swerve's new group, Top Dalla and Ashanti the Adonis. They made short work of Tony Nese and Arya Davari. I don't think there was any question that was going to be the outcome. Two minutes, 18 seconds. But Top Dollar, he had a fireman's carry into a suplex for the pin on, I think it was Tony Nese. So we've got them uh, competing now as well. Yeah, I like the way he looks in the ring. I have never seen him wrestle. That was my first time seeing him do anything besides catching Leon Ruff and doing one thing right. to him but yeah he looks good i like his attitude in the ring he's he's got that cocky like gangsta kind of attitude to him yeah they are a unique group and they they have a good sound to them they work well together they almost i guess i would compare it to like harmony they they work together in their promos and everything and i think they have a good sound they have a, a good look and Maybe some big things out of them. Certainly a career save for Tahuti Miles, Ashanti, the Adonis. That's for sure. And yeah. Swerve Scott, really. We had a prime target on Karrion Cross and Finn Balor. That match is next week. That match should be great. Karrion Cross is obviously going to win, though. Yeah, I don't see this one down. ending clean, though. I, not that Karrion Cross is going to need to cheat, but I feel like Finn Balor's next nemesis is going to make his presence felt, whoever that may be. And the the walls seem to be closing in on Karrion Cross. We've got Pete Dunne and Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, and everybody's got Karrion Cross's name in their mouth, it seems. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, Karrion Cross, we got to figure out what, who his opponent is for TakeOver. And but Pete Dunne had that interview. Do you think it's Pete Dunne? It could be Pete Dunn. Yeah, I would. I could see that happen. And I think Adam Cole might be the one that that, that starts working with Finn Balor. That'd be a, a nice summer long program between the two of them. I think. Yeah, and we don't really need Adam Cole getting near the NXT Championship again real soon. He had that title reign for so long. Yeah. So. Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart are going to face Raquel and Dakota. Raquel and Dakota are <laughs> focused on the tag titles as well. Is there any chance you think you see Raquel being a uh, double champion? I don't see it. I think this is. I yeah, think I don't see it split. either. Yeah, I don't see it either. Just because they did a lot of that lately, and 
Raquel's not on the level of the people that have been getting the double champion label like Asuka and Becky, etc. And also, they've already teased it a little bit. Raquel and Dakota handled the Mercedes Martinez loss differently, right? Raquel gave Mercedes respect. Dakota disrespected Mercedes. So they're planting the seed that, yes, this is Shawn Michaels and Diesel. This is not going to be like friends riding off into the sunset here. And I think that covers it, all of NXT. But the biggest story is Bronson Reed. He is the new North American champion, and it'll be interesting to see who materializes as his first opponent. Swerve Scott put it out there that he's going to be gunning for him. So it'll be hard to see Swerve take a loss, though, with this new group. Yeah, it'll probably end up being where Swerve was about to get pinned, and then Bronson Reed gets yanked out of the ring by, what's his name, Money, something Money? Top dollar. I'm such a nerd. Holy crap. All right. We have a little bit of history to get into here. It's Alistair Black's birthday. He's just a little bit younger than you and I, John. He is, oh, let's see. He is 36. He's born in 1985. Happy birthday, Alistair Black. Happy birthday, Kip Sabian. He's 29. John Robocop debuted in 1990. Unbelievable. I, I wasn't watching WCW ever, really. So I didn't, I never saw this. I only saw this on Wrestle Crap. And then the curtain call in Madison Square Garden in 1996. That's obviously a moment that's been so talked about over the course of history. A very historic moment. And then in 2004, R-Truth won the NWA championship. He was Ron Killings. but So big day in history, I guess. We have a whole bunch of news to get into that we're going to get into right after the break here. I'm going to put play the, the ways that you can support us. And when we come back, we're going to get through all the headlines and finish out the show the daily wrestling news show if you do i'd like to tell you how you can support us check out the new crucifix t-shirt from bodyslamclothes.com the shirt comes for twenty dollars that includes your shipping that includes double xl triple xl and the super soft style so there's no upcharge for any of that stuff and if you like that shirt there's a whole bunch of others and if you buy two use the promo code shirts 10 at checkout for 10 percent off your order that's bodyslamclothes.com. And join Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports. The show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeConi, and Gary Mahaffey. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are our analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And the Body Slam Brigade newsletter, currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday. It consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me for you for free. Sign up now at BodySlamBrigade.com. And of course, this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday, and occasionally on Friday. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we thank you for your support. All right, we're back. Headlines in the world of wrestling, a bunch of stuff. We didn't have a traditional show yesterday, John. We had a a roundtable discussion, so we have a little news that has piled up over the last couple of days. But I would say... 
if people didn't watch yesterday's episode, it was the hundredth episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show, and I think it's one of the best ones we've ever done. So I would say definitely go check it out. A lot of fun. We talked about our hopes for wrestling in the next five to six months and who we think could win a world championship in the next five to six months. And we're talking about new champions. John, any, any thoughts on yesterday's show? I thought it was great. Yeah, that was one of the most fun fun podcasts I've been a part of, man. It just everything flowed. We all had our own opinions, and then we all gave our opinions on each other's opinions. It was, you know, just like having our backstage talk, like John DeCani had said yesterday. You know, what's interesting is that in wrestling, it's a rare that you can get a group of five people together that have a completely civil conversation about what they think wrestling should be. And I think we did. Even if there wasn't any disagreements in there, we were like, well, we built upon it and we had fun with it. So great show. Do check it out. That was yesterday. And one of the predictions that came up, Travis said, I'm predicting Andrade dethrones Omega for the Mega Championship at Triple Mania. That's August 14th. It was confirmed in the last two days. Andrade versus Omega at Triple Mania. Also, Fabio Apache versus Deanna Perrazzo, title for title. And John, I have been saying that all those Impact titles are going away. All those Impact titles are going to other companies. Do you think Deanna's going to go to Mexico and lose that title in Arena Mexico? I, I do not. Because with the way this timeline is looking, I feel like that Andrade is going to take that title from Omega. Because it's still three months away. So he's going to be the belt collector for a little while longer. And maybe that could be the catalyst for him losing his other titles. Maybe that's the first one he loses. I know somebody had mentioned that they think it would be the last one he lost. But maybe it's going to be the first one. Yeah, yeah, for certain. The only thing, I, I just feel like Tony Khan is going to protect him up until that point. And then once the AEW title is gone, I think everything else falls right afterwards. But you might be right. Maybe they can protect him by hurting him, injuring him or something. And then he has title defenses right afterwards that he loses. So we'll see. It could be fun. I'm definitely going to check out Triple Mania this year. So. I've never seen a Triple Mania. I'm definitely not going to miss that match, though. I'll tell you. So here's the thing. Once we figure out exactly where it's streaming, you've got to be there to watch it live because they don't own the streaming rights to for their own company to broadcast it afterwards. So you either have to be there live or you have to wait a couple of months. So definitely August 14th, once it gets closer, we'll get the details of where you can watch it. It's usually on Facebook uh, that you can watch it. So tune in that day. John Moxley is going to have a memoir re released this November. It's going to be titled Mox. Convenient. So <laughs> part of the summary, a nobody from nowhere who achieved his ambitions and walked away with the gold and the girl of his dreams, a tale written in blood and soaked in debauchery. Sounds like John Moxley to me. So there you have it. Yeah, that's it's a biography, I'm assuming, like an autobiography. Yeah, yeah, his memoir. So it'll be an autobiography. Okay, yeah, maybe I'll check that out. I'm not much of a reader, though. The last book I read was Have a Nice Day by Mick Foley. <laughs> it was like 25 years ago. <laughs> I'm not kidding. No, I mean, no, his second book. I read his second book also. Oh, I Foley, is Foley is good. And right? in between that, I read Kurt Angle's book. Those are the only three books I've ever voluntarily read in my life. Okay, John, maybe you can get an audiobook version. <laughs> and uh, that'll make your life easier. May 30th, the Broken Skull Sessions returns with The Godfather. This should be fun, especially as they talk about what The Godfather does, is doing now, a strip joint in Vegas. So 
Should yeah, be fine. He's like one of the most infamous potheads in all the world, too. It's, I'm sure that's going to be coming up a lot. <laughs> and then Fightful Select reported that Sarav, one half of Indu Sheer, is actually back in India with no immediate plans to return for television. We've, we learned from Fightful that he was not TV ready, which is why they broke up Indu Sheer. And so I guess he's, they broke him up because he's not TV ready, and then he's still in India with no plans to bring him back. So. We'll see how that materializes in the future. The Miz tore his ACL at WrestleMania Backlash, and this was the first major injury of Miz's long pro wrestling career. And according to Fightful, the talent and staff in the back applauded Miz on his performance that night amongst all the zombies and stuff that he was able to take that injury and then still make it to the finish that they were trying to get to. Props to The Miz for A, having longevity without injury, and then B, being able to work through it to give Damian Priest the win that he needed to move on from the program. Yeah, when do you know when he actually hurt himself? I didn't, I didn't even notice it throughout the match. No, I didn't notice it either. If I went back and watched it, we could probably find it because we could probably notice when he became less mobile. But no, I didn't notice it then. Ring of Honor Wrestling, welcoming fans back to the world, back to the the arena for best in the world pay-per-view on July 11th. This will be from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena, UMBC Event Center. First time they've had fans in a long, long time. So should be fun. I was, I think I was there the last time they ran that arena with fans last February. Welcome back to the world ring of honor. This is going to be really huge for them. And then AEW is going to be running double or nothing in the movie theater. Select Cinemark movie theaters are going to have uh AEW Double or Nothing on the big screen. That's a unique and interesting way to watch the show, I think. It might be fun to do. Check out. As long as it's BYOB or it's one of those restaurant type of cinemarks where, you know, they, you get like the waitress and they have the, the liquor license and stuff. The, I don't know how many people are going to go to the movies to watch wrestling if they can't bring a beer with them, though. Yeah, that could be true. All right, John, it's time for Trivia. Are you ready? Uh, sure. <laughs> well, here's the score. Al Carl's got one. John DeConi's got one. And the way we're doing trivia this week is it's just one question, and they're pertaining to WrestleMania Backlash, and if you get it, you get a point. So here's your question from WrestleMania Backlash earlier this week. Whose face did the camera zoom in on at the end of WrestleMania Backlash? No multiple choice. At the very end, like the last person that you see before they cut the screen, man. <laughs> I'll go with Seth Rollins. It is Seth Rollins. It is Seth Rollins. So good. You got that one. It's a little bit tricky because the last match was Cesaro versus Roman, and Roman won. Well, you know, but I wasn't sure if it was going to be like Cesaro, like laying there, or like angry and, and nursing <laughs> himself. I wasn't sure which one it would be. <laughs> Yep, yep. So it was Seth Rollins in his fancy, weird suit that he was wearing that day. <laughs> okay, so last thing on our agenda is to talk about Dynamite for tonight. We have six things on the agenda for tonight, starting with a tag team title match, Young Bucks versus the Varsity Blondes. I don't think that I'll be opening up tomorrow's show with this long thing about how great the Varsity Blondes are and how Brian Pillman and his dad and his whole thing. I don't think we'll be talking about the Varsity Blondes the way we're talking about Bronson Reed this morning. But congratulations to them for getting a title shot. 
Yeah, sure. Congrats to them. Um, just the I'd like to see the the next opponent make themselves known. The Bucks need to lose these titles eventually, so I don't think they're going to have the longest reign in the world. So, I think the next major opponents for the Bucks are having a match on the show when the acclaimed face Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, because the Bucks have already put it out there that they want Moxley and Kingston at double or nothing, and. I think Kingston and Moxley are going to walk all over the acclaimed. And then eventually, yes, I think those two, that match will get official, I think, afterwards. I'd love to see them take the belts off of the Bucks, Not because Moxley deserves it, but because Eddie Kingston deserves a title. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> He'd actually be pretty fun to have those have title. I think he'll be a, he'll be a very interesting sh- champion. Both of the women's champions in AEW will be in action. Hikaru Shida is going to face Rebel, not Reba. And that should be a quick match. <laughs> but for sure, there's going to be a post-match attack by Britt Baker. That It'll be Kendo Stick versus The Crutch on that one, I think. And then the title match is Serena Deeb facing Red Velvet with the NWA World Championship on the line. This is the first we've seen Serena Deeb in a long time. She's coming right back and doing a title match. So... We'll see what happens there. I don't think Red Velvet's going to walk away, but I think Thunder Rosa is going to get in Serena Deeb's face. Yeah, that'll be interesting because I think Thunder Rosa is ultimately going to get that title back eventually. Yeah, that makes the most sense. And then Anthony Agogo versus Austin Gunn on the show tonight. Mm-hmm. Anthony Agogo, this is a one-move match, in my opinion. It's a punch, and it's a pin or a ref stop. <laughs> That's it. Sorry, Austin. Yeah, it's, it's sad though because Austin Gunn. If you've been to a Dynamite Live, Austin Gunn during this no fan era, he's the guy that's in the front row and he works his butt off to get the crowd going. He's usually standing on a chair and clapping and starting chants and things like that. Very creative guy. I, I think he's a bit of a workhorse, but he's getting fed to Anthony Agogo tonight. Yeah, maybe it'll be more than one move but not much longer than that. And then Christian Cage versus Matt Seidel. Yeah. This is just a Casino Battle Royal preview. Mm. I should note. I should note that last night on Dark, they did announce that Matt Hardy, Private Party, Evil Uno, Colt Cabana, Jungle Boy, and Preston Vance are all going to be in the Casino Battle Royal alongside Christian Cage and Matt Seidel. Any thoughts on who's going to win that thing? Do you think it's going to be Christian Cage gets that win? The Casino Battle Royal? Yeah. Yeah, really to call, but chances are if they've been building the match around him, he's the, like the first one who declared for it or whatever. Chances are he's gonna he's gonna win it. It's, it's gonna be like there goes AW ripping off WWE like, with the Christian and Edge thing. Yeah, but maybe they'll just swerve us at the end and they'll give us something different. I, once once we find out all the competitors, maybe we'll have a better feel for it. They usually hold one person back, at least, right? At the Casino Battle Royal, in all the previous ones, that Joker is usually a debut. And I can't think of anybody out there that's eligible at the moment that would be really interesting to come in, unless we've got the door open, right? The Forbidden Door could be anybody, I guess. Well, that would be cool as if it was Andrade, and then... If he won it, then he could be challenging for the Impact title at the same time. Or not the Impact, the the AEW title at the same time. Force Kenny's hand. Force Kenny's hand. That'd be fun. All right, John, anything else you want to share with the people before we get out of here? 
Oh, yes, I do have a word of advice for everybody. I'm in the process of moving right now. And I didn't really think things through when I started packing and I started with the kitchen. So now <laughs> I have no dry food, no like non-refrigerated food. I have no pots or pans. I have no plates. And so I'm eating off of paper plates and I'm ordering takeout for the next two weeks while I'm finishing up moving because I moved <laughs> everything from here to the new house without thinking that I might need to eat and feed my son for the next couple weeks. So it's cereal for dinner and Wawa subs and fast food for a couple weeks. Your advice is to not pack up the kitchen first, right? <laughs> or is it uh, yeah, you just want to eat out? Things through when you're moving and figure out like what you need to do. Because I just started packing like a madman. I was like, oh, the kitchen's going to be the hardest part because everything's so heavy. So I'm just going to get that done first as if I was moving that day. So there you have it. All right, that has been the world of wrestling, the news of wrestling for the day. My name is Ryan Joy. Thank you for watching. For John Smith, we will see you tomorrow. Tsunami! Ha, 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 ha.